Okay, lots of information to get to from the briefing yesterday with Dr. Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun joins us now. Except, Vaughn, you weren't there because you had something important going on while that briefing was happening. I was scheduled by an amazing coincidence for my booster. And you bet, as soon as I got the notification, I went on, logged on. A pharmacy uh, in my neighborhood uh, was uh, doing it for the first time uh, this week, and I was scheduled for my appointment. So I listened to the first half of the briefing, had to read the transcript for the second half, because uh, yesterday afternoon I was uh, there to get uh, jabbed. Okay, so you got your booster. Great. Twice. Okay, I'm sorry, Twice. Twice. What happened? This is a great story. Uh, I won't uh, spend too much time on it, but it is interesting. Uh, my careful attention to Dr. Henry's briefings over the last two years, some almost 250 of them, uh, gave me a piece of information that was pretty useful. So I go in. I am going to get my jab. I say I assume I'm getting Moderna because... Uh, I had two Pfizer's. Uh, if you've heard Dr. Henry did the formula the other night on Global, she's Pfizer, Pfizer, Maud, and I was going to be Pfizer, Pfizer, Maud. <laughs> I said, I expect a full dose. And the woman said, no, you, you're only 69 years old. And I said, no, I turned 70 this year. And according to the guidelines, that means I get a full dose of Moderna. And she checked the records and went, so you do, so you do. So I get my jab. Wait 15 minutes, because that's what the rules say. Uh, She comes out after a few minutes and says, could you come back, please? By mistake, I gave you only a half dose. (laughs) Would you like like the other half? I said, yes, of course. In the same arm. And I went, well, everybody tells me that it hurts like hell afterwards. (laughs) So I thought, better to have one arm screwed up than both. So, yes, I'm a big boy. As long as I don't have to look at the needle, I don't mind them. So, uh, yeah, so, so I have. So, I'm double jabbed uh, half a dose of Moderna, followed by half a dose of Moderna. And, yes, I have a, a sore arm this morning. Big baby, it deserves <laughs> serves me right. Technically, you're quadruple jabbed. Quite an adventure, now. but uh, my wife Dale said yesterday, he said, all that time you spent listening to the briefings actually paid off yeah. for you in personal level. Otherwise, I'd only have a half dose and I wouldn't be as protected as I am with. A full dose. So we must be proactive with our health care, Vaughn. We say that all the time, right? Yeah. Good thing you were. But you did manage to catch up with everything from the briefing. I did, and it's a pretty interesting briefing again. I mean, I guess maybe just because I've been following the narrative for so long. So the tone yesterday was, to me anyway, that Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix are still worried about Omicron overwhelming the healthcare system. And it was a fairly strong message once again that get vaccinated because if you're vaccinated, you're much less likely to end up in hospital, much less likely to end up in the ICU or, well, to be crude, end up dead. Um, And this is an interesting one. Data yesterday, if you were uh, triple vaccinated, really, because you have both uh, first, second doses and booster, you're less likely to spread it to anyone else. So even if you get it yourself, you're not spreading it. So all of that adds up to another message to get vaccinated. I mean, look, I was persuaded on this a long time ago. Most of us are. I appreciate there's still messaging on it, Simi. I do ask myself, 
are the unvaccinated out there reachable on this issue anymore? I mean, what more do they need to be told? Right. But what about the kids here? That's like we're talking about, yeah, five to 11, uh, about yeah. half of them remain to be vaccinated. Yes. And that's really important because the schools have reopened. So, uh, Dr. Henry was pretty strong on that. She said that, yes, she understands uh, parents are reluctant, uh, why they're reluctant, even if they're vaccinated themselves, they're wondering about children. She said, look, talk to a pediatrician, talk to a doctor, look at the research on the BC Centre for Disease Control website. Uh, The vaccines are safe for children. They're smaller doses. But there's 160,000 children out there that are eligible, a little under half of those eligible that still aren't vaccinated. Uh, That was a pretty important message that came out yesterday. I I don't know. Did you also catch, I was struck reading the transcript, uh, this continuing issue over pregnant people. Yeah. What is going on with that? Well, so here's the thing. It it came, uh, Dr. Henry's talked about this before, but it came up in the context of, okay, so there's now a vaccine approved for age 5 through to 11, but what about under that age? And Dr. Henry said, Um, There are vaccines for younger children, so under the age of five, in the development stage. They're being tested, so those may be available. But she said uh, six months old and younger, so infants, not likely will there ever be a vaccine for that age group because the immune system isn't well-developed enough to be able to make use of a vaccine. And she said that's all the more reason why pregnant people should get vaccinated. Vaccination should be expedited for them. And I follow the argument, but then something interesting happens. She gets asked about uh, other jurisdictions or are shortening the interval for pregnant people. So six months is the interval for people like me and you and everybody else. That's the normal rule, six months since your second dose. But some other jurisdictions are dropping the gap for pregnant people down to three months because very important that um, people get vaccinated if they're pregnant because they pass on the immunity to uh, the baby. Well, she's asked about that, and she said, no, uh, BC is still sticking to the six-month interval. So that one, to me, Simi, doesn't quite add up. Uh, Other places, it's important for pregnant people to get vaccinated. Dr. Henry said if you're worried, uh, you can call. uh, First of all, make sure that they know you're pregnant because, of course, they don't keep records on that unless you tell them. Uh, But she did say you can call if you're worried, but she didn't indicate that BC is shortening that interval. I think that's an important one. I think that we may get a change on that, but it hasn't happened yet. Right. Let's talk about staffing here, too, because something else interesting that came up is that the health minister talked about uh, readying a field hospital at the Vancouver Convention Centre. But my question is, who are we going to get to staff that? Uh, That's a very good question. Uh, It's not a funny joke, but it is something that circulated this week, which is, what do you call a hospital bed with no staff to staff it? A bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem in the healthcare system. You're right. Uh, Dick said they're getting the field hospital ready. That's a good precaution. He said we're not opening it yet, so it's not happening yet. Uh, but he also said uh, the system has been scrambling to fill shifts, vacancies, 
by people who were off sick. So the stat they gave us is 28,000 shifts. And Dick said, that's not 28,000 healthcare workers. One healthcare worker off sick for five days is five shifts. So he didn't give us the number of healthcare workers that are sick. But he said, that's a lot of vacancies to fill. And there is a shortage of healthcare workers. So um, you can see why they're still concerned. They're not in a panic the way they are in Quebec. Uh, but they are concerned and they're going, you know, they're making preparations. I think that's why they're pushing the idea of get vaccinated so hard still, even though, as I said, they've been talking that message for well over a year. Right. Okay. Cause that's a huge issue. And other provinces are thinking about bringing in kind of international nurses to deal with the situation, but that doesn't sound like it's happening here. It doesn't sound like it's happening here. My colleague Daphne Bramham has written several pieces for the Vancouver Sun on this, and she's very well informed on the issue. And I think she's right. There are a lot of nurses and other healthcare uh, people out there who were qualified in their home countries don't qualify here. There are barriers to approval and processes. Um, they are not designed to expedite approval for nurses saved from other countries. Uh, in fact, they're designed, in my opinion, uh, to keep them from being approved. So Dix was asked about this, and Dr. Henry was asked about this, and they expressed sympathy, and they acknowledged that there's a lot of uh, healthcare workers out there who could help um, they sort of indicated, though, they didn't really indicate the province is doing very much about it. The, the province is, quote, working with the colleges that approve credentials. It is working with the federal government. Right. But uh, I didn't get the sense they're really expediting it. Uh, hmm. I, they're aware of it. They're sympathetic, but as my colleague uh, Daphne Bramham points out in the paper today, they're not doing a hell of a lot to expedite it. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.